success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. We have an amazing woman with us today and her name is Amira Alvarez. She is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping ambitious entrepreneurs, creatives, and leaders in the works place, create unmatched income while living an uncompromised, delightful life free from overwhelm, burnout, or financial constraint. Amira, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Talk about perfect timing, right? I love it. We're talking here about overwhelm, burnout, financial constraints, OMG. Like, can we talk about the world? I feel like we need to open this message up to everyone, right? So, Absolutely. You oh know, my it's so gosh. pertinent, so timely. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, so good to be yes. here, Tammy. Oh my gosh. I know from, from across the, the East Coast, right? But so, so fun. And so what I would love to do is I would love to have you share with our listeners, aside from this amazing bio of what you're doing, how did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Yeah, absolutely. So the get where I am today piece is, you know, quite frankly, with 2020 hindsight, it was following the breadcrumbs. You know, I really followed the thing that was right in front of me that was calling me forward. Now I understand the power of desire, that desire is causative. It, it is the thing through which the, the universe tells us the direction that we need to go in and where our growth is and our purpose and our our directive is, it's our more life directive saying, go here, go here. And, but I was an unconscious competent in the beginning. I just followed the thing that was right in front of me. Now I matched that Cammy, because there's a lot of people that say, follow your bliss and just do what you're passionate about and all that. Um, and there's a lot of truth in that. However, I matched that with also doing the work, which was when the thing that I was desiring or wanting to achieve or the passion thing or the thing that was calling me forward was right there, but I didn't know how to do it or there was a challenge or there was something in that phase of my journey that required a lot of work or to do things that I didn't necessarily know how to do or like doing or, or, you know, was, you know, versed in doing, I did them anyway. And that's one of the things like, to flip my hair back and toot my own horn a little bit that, you know, define successful people. They do the things that unsuccessful people won't do that, that, you know, when the going gets tough, you actually, you just do it. And I've always had that kind of ownership mentality. So regardless of what I was doing, I was doing the next thing that was in front of me. So the, the, the long story short of how did I get to run a global coaching company well, you know, I was working, you know, how far back do you want to go? Right. Like, you know, it, yeah. Do you want to tell me how far back you want me to go? You, you go, you, you go ahead and give, give our listeners, you know, a really good idea. You know, I know like when we were born, we weren't thinking I'm going to grow up and be a coach. That wasn't even a thing unless you were athletic. Right. Right. So, yeah. So go back a little bit and share with them because I think it's important for people to know um, they get so hung up in why they don't know what they should be doing or, or what they want to be when they grow up. Yeah. You don't have to know. You just have to know you're in the place you need to be right now, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I graduated from college, I had a choice in front of me. Do I do the academic road? I was very academic. I, I got great grades 
and I had this job opportunity to go into academia, even though I wasn't in graduate school, or I could keep my day job, which was being a shop girl at the uh, ethnic arts store, flirting with boys, flirting with girls, flirting with everyone who came in, right? I was just having a great time. And it was less prestigious, but it was so much more fun. And I chose that. It didn't make logical sense on paper. It wasn't the career path, but my, you know, there's an expression, handcuffs on, handcuffs off. The, the, the academic job was going to, even though I, I loved the intellectual stimulation of learning, that job felt like handcuffs on. And I went handcuffs off. And so I, I did that job. Then I was like, I don't know, like if I want to grow up really having never lived in New York, like I didn't want to get married and have kids having not lived in New York. I was like, okay, well I got to go. Like now's the time. So everyone I know that I get along with lives in New York. So I'm going to move to New York. It was so hard. Let me just tell you, I had so much fun. There were like crazy, crazy stories. I was a little bit of a wild child, um, but I did have a hard time meeting people. It's a, it's a big city and I didn't have a dog. I didn't have kids. I, I wasn't going to church, right? Like all the sort of standard, I wasn't in school. There were all the sort of standard places of meeting people and I didn't move to a specific job. So anyways, I, I, did a number of things. Then I moved to Berlin for three months. I came back to the Bay area where I was from and I had $75 in my, uh, checking account, probably in, in my wallet. If I, if I'm honest. Right. And I started temping. I had, I was like, okay, I'm going to temp like, like, let's, let's do this. And the second job I temped at was a startup company and I loved it. I was the receptionist, very similar to that sort of shop girl, um, job. I love helping people. I love interacting with people. I have a lot of introvert in me. I need to go home and be by myself, but there's a, a place where I love like interacting and being with people. And the day that software company went public, Lori Allen, oh my God, I remembered her name. The head of HR walked up to me and she said, you're really good. We're going public today. I want you to have stock options sign here. I had no idea what stock options were. I had no idea what going public was, but this is like, I, I teach now from a universal law perspective. And there's something in universal law that says that the law of compensation is about being more than who you are already, like giving more. And the first law of receiving is to give. Well, I worked that reception position. And later I ran that reception position and I hired people for it. And they did not give their all when they were in the reception. They dialed it in. Okay. They were like, uh, this, um, this is just a, you know, uh, what is it like a time clock, you know, checking in, checking out. When I was there, I was like giving it my all and I loved it. And I was like adding to the life of the company. And as a result, I got these stock options, right. And I got to move up in that company. I got hired by consultants that the company hired and I worked for them for a couple of years. And then I got hired in the house someplace else. And it started my whole career. And I learned something, but I just kept doing the thing well with enthusiasm, with a good attitude. I did not know that that was part of the law of receiving. Now I understand that th this very clearly and intellectually, and I bring it to everything that I do. I give first hugely in my energy and my spirit, all of that. Long story short, uh, I left that job, had numb fingertips. I discovered this mind body technique to help with that physical ailment. It was serious. I studied it for three years. I became a practitioner of it. I opened a business and I realized oh my God, it's not true. You can't just hang out your shingle and the, like the people will come. It doesn't work that way. You have to learn how to market and do sales and, and all of that. And I was like, I'm not willing to lose my dream, right? I'm not willing to, and I wasn't willing, quite frankly, to be poor, okay? A lot of people, when they hit the blocks around business, they just go, oh, I guess, I guess I'm not good at it. And I just should, should like give up. I don't think it's a, a conscious give up, but they just, they feel stuck and they don't know how to get out of it. 
So I took a lot of business courses, not like at the university, but like from people like me and, and, and you, you know, like that teach people how to do some of the marketing of this brave new world that we live in. And I applied it and I had a great business. It really took off. And then we decided to move across the country and it was a, a brick and mortar uh, business. So when we moved, I had to figure out, am I doing this again? Like, is this, is this really my life path? And I did a lot of thinking about it, a lot of soul searching, a lot of walks with my dog. Okay. Like just thinking about it, like what, like triangulating the information. And the answer was no. And again, it was that handcuffs on handcuffs off, um, gut, gut response. And I was like, I want to do this coaching thing. I had started to bring it into my, my practice um, a little bit here and a little bit there. I want to do this. And I hated the word coach. Like I thought it was so cheesy. I thought like, who is, who's a coach? Like that's like so crunchy granola, airy fairy, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think I called myself like an energy alchemist, which what is that? You know, like I, it was, it was many years ago. I was, I was winging it. Okay. And, um, but I hung out my shingle and I knew how to do marketing at that point. Cause I'd done it for my previous business and I was quite successful at it in the Bay area. And, and, you know, I, I had only been in business, uh, two or three years and I probably had the, 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 the financially, at least the, the, one of the biggest practices in the Bay area, even though I was new at it. So I knew I had something going on with the, the business side of things. Anyways. All the people who were my first clients were the people I had met in those business coaching programs that I had taken for the previous business. And the majority of them were women and they, you know, I'd become friends with them in these programs and then stayed in contact with them on social media. And when I hung out my shingle and did my marketing, they were the first ones to participate and I knew how to do marketing. So I had a, you know, like I, I, had a call with them, went over the thing that I was teaching them how to do. They loved it. They were wowed. And then I said, you know, for this month, I'm launching my business. I'm doing 50% off if you sign up this month. And I filled my practice. I got 10 new clients. And then I made a commitment to people that was 50% off. So the next month I couldn't sell it at this price that felt okay to me. I had to like sell at the next level. And that's how I started my business. And, um, and I got great results with people and it was fun and I loved it. And it's evolved so much, like, you know, hugely since then, but that's really, that's the beginning journey. And then do you want me to keep going? Do you want to hear the hard part of it. that? Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, I was going to say like, what makes you invincible, but these are all the things that make you invincible, but I do still want to cover that, but yeah, tell us the rest. I, you know, I'm interested to hear like, what made you choose the unstoppable woman for your company? Yeah. Like, yeah, tell us everything. Okay. So the, the missing piece in the story, and then I, then I will say like, what makes me unstoppable? What makes me invincible? Cause those are very like, they're synergistic words there. So, um, the first year in my business, I like to share my numbers, not to like throw my hair back and be like all that. But I think it's like, there, there's this, you can't talk about money. Uh, thing in our culture. And it's so hugely helpful for women to hear what's possible and to be transparent about that. So with that as the context, my first year in business, I made 30 K not like a huge amount of money, but I was proud of it. Like I didn't know what I was doing and I was starting all over again. And look at that. My second year in business, I made 90 K. So I tripled my income. Now my goal was hundred K. I didn't cross that mythical six figure mark. Okay. But I, I tripled my income and I was proud of myself. My third year in business, I made 138. So again, a nice chunk um, forward. It was uh, crossing the six figure mark. That was great. I was very proud of myself, but I was also working crazy time. Like I had a monkey on my back. I couldn't get ahead. I was throwing darts at the, the, the dartboard trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. I didn't know what the methodology for success was. And there was this one night where I was sitting on the floor in my office. It was not a client facing day. I was sitting on the floor of my office in the clothes that I had slept in. And 
I now take great pride in like having a put together life and having a beautiful silk thing that I sleep in. I was in dog, dog hair covered sweats and a t-shirt. I had not showered. I had not even brushed my teeth. Okay. And it was like 6 45, 7 PM in the evening. I probably gotten up, started working around six in the morning. Okay. And my husband at the time called upstairs and was like, Hey honey, you coming down? I was like, yeah, yeah, baby. I'll be right there. Thanks for making dinner. I'm just finishing up one more thing. Story of my freaking life. One more thing. Okay. And 45 minutes later, he's like, okay, I'm starting. See ya. He wasn't, he wasn't irritated. He wasn't going to like break our marriage or anything like that. But I was like, I sat there and I was like, this doesn't work what I'm doing. Like I, it was unsustainable. If I wanted to double, triple, quadruple, five times my income, I didn't like my one strategy was work harder. Okay. Throw more at it. Full on willpower. And that you need work ethic. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Like the whole four hour work week, money falls from the sky. Like it's BS. Okay. It's just not true. You can have a damn good time while you're working and you can make things that for other people seem like work feel fun to you, but you have to put the effort in at the time. It was a monkey on my back. It was not delightful. Okay. And it's like, Hey, look, Oprah's out there, Beyonce's out there, Richard Branson's out there. There are people making huge amounts of money with the same 24 hours. What, what, are they, what are they doing that I'm not doing? I'm missing something. And it was at that point that I figured out I need to do something different. And I, I ended up working with a mentor so that's one thing I always ask for help now. Like I was, I used to be a DIY person. Like I would do courses, but I was like, I'm not going to really invest in myself. I'm not going to really say that I can't, I need help. But I was like, actually the results I'm getting are good, but they're not extraordinary. And like, I don't, I'm not seeing the way forward. Like I'm just, I, I just don't, I don't have the knowledge. I had to, I had to like admit that. And that year I went from 138 to 700 K I five times my income, which was to me extraordinary. Okay. And I thought I was like, I was going for a million dollars, Cami. Okay. Like I, I will kid, kid you not. I was going for a million and it might sound entitled and ridiculous, but at the end of the year I cried. Okay. Like I cried, I didn't make my number and I worked my ass off and I did all the things and what, and I had to have a little bit of a wake up call, right? Like you five times your income, like who does that? Okay. Especially in this industry, who does that? And there are other industries where that's a little bit easier sometimes. So, um, but I learned several things. I learned the universal laws, which I teach and live by and apply. And I really changed my, my self-image. I changed my identity and I, I learned how to work with my subconscious programming. And I'm happy to share all the, the things that I did there. And I did some tactical things in the business as well to, to make that big leap. And um, any of those things, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm happy to share exactly what I did and what those things mean and all of that. And, and I think that what makes me unstoppable is, is twofold or invincible is twofold. I am persistent. Okay. Like once I have a goal, like, and it's a burning desire. Okay. It's something I really want. I am persistent and I am committed to doing the inner work to move through the things that are blocking me as quickly as I can. So like I was up this morning, I still do this. Okay. I was up this morning and there were two things that were sort of niggling in my head, not big things, not catastrophic. Okay. Like not holding me back. But as, as, as I was setting my intentions for the day and I was looking at my meetings, you know, and it's like back to back today and like team meetings all day long, do, 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 do marketing, social media, all of that. Okay. DEI, we have lots going on today. I, I could feel this like irritation with a per particular person coming up and I have zero tolerance for that. I am not available for like, especially this was a team, team member. We have a kick-ass team. I love my team. They're freaking amazing. So if I'm feeling any, um, not good, any, anything in the, the, the not good category, I want to clean that up 
right away. So that's personal responsibility. But I, before I would think, oh, great, personal responsibility, but I would have no idea how to clean it up. But I take personal responsibility now. So I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm working through this stuff. And it took me all of 15 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm cleared, right? But I close the gap on time instead of leaving that open and having it fester and have like the follow-on of that is just catastrophic, okay? Um, so, and I do that with every single thing in my life and my business without exception so that I move through the resistance faster than most, most anyone I know. Okay. And, and I teach, you know, I teach my clients this, how do you make quick decisions? How do you move through that stuff quickly? How do you close the gap on time? Because if, if you give yourself six months to do something that I do in one month, I'm going to be light years ahead of you. If you give yourself one month for something that I do in one week, same thing, one week, one month, one, one week, one day, one day, one hour, one hour, 15 minutes, right? How quickly can you move? And of course, I'm not in competition with anyone but myself. Okay. Right. For sure. Right? Okay. Oh my gosh. I loved so many things you said. Oh, we could, boy, I wish we had three days. I could break this down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is so awesome. So I love what you're talking about with this universal law. And I love what you said about what makes you invincible is, you know, it, it's just amazing that, you know, one is persistence, which absolutely, right. You just, you don't take no for an answer. You persist until you get there never give up. But the second one is even more powerful because, you know, there's commitment and then there's interest, right? You're either interested or you're committed. And when you're right. committed, you're like the pig, right? In the bacon and egg breakfast, <laughs> you're absolutely committed. And yeah. so, and, but what you're committed to is inner, the inner work, which is the most difficult thing. You know, people commit to like work hours and showing up and things like that. But when you're committed to the inner work, you're committed to showing up as the best version of yourself in that moment to tackle whatever it is that you're faced with. And that is a mic drop, right? So Oh my gosh, I love it. So let's dig into this a little more. I, you said so many key things. I'm just going to bring you back to a few of them. Um, and one is like, um, you know, you you took your income from 30,000 to 700,000, right? And I think that, you know, that is amazing. And we've but, crossed the seven figure mark and we keep growing. Like it keeps yes, going. Yes, right. Okay. Like it yeah. didn't stop there, right? Yeah. But what I think is so amazing and, and I'm very grateful that you brought it up is that you still weren't um, satisfied because you didn't reach a goal. And I think this is a big place to talk because so many people don't set goals. And had you not had a goal to do a million, you would have never hit 700 and whatever it was, right? And and the same thing, you know, you had big goals, like when you hit 90,000, you had a goal to do 100,000. If you didn't have that goal, you might have done 50, right? Correct. Like, yeah, we never will reach anywhere near our full potential or even what our mindset is without the goal. And yet so many people fail to do that. So, and the thing is, you know, anybody who was thinking like, oh, poor, you know, poor, poor girl, you, you hit 700 and you're crying, right? Yeah. Stuck is stuck, right? When you feel stuck, it doesn't matter if you're stuck at six figures, seven figures, eight figures, yeah. stuck is stuck. It's not I mean, that you're not grateful. And I, I love this. I was, I, I was, I I'm going to be totally transparent in the moment. <laughs> I was not grateful. Okay. I was an of entitled, course. you know what I was like, went, 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 like I'm owning it. And it lasted, you know, a day. It didn't last that long. And then I, then I woke up and I realized I made 700 K and I was incredibly grateful for that. And I didn't feel stuck at the time. I just realized there was more work to do. Okay. There was a time we'll go into this later. If you, if you want to circle back to it, but there was a time where I did really feel stuck and later on in my, my business. Um, but the, the goals, having big goals is so important. Now you have to break that down to doable, manageable steps, but having big goals is super, super important. And, and here's the thing, Cammy. I'm never satisfied. Okay. 
And I don't see that as a bad thing because as we started this, this conversation out, desire is causative. There's something called the more life directive. The, the, the spirit source, the universe, infinite intelligence, God is working through you. It needs all the energy that is in this world is working through you. It needs you to expand. It needs a form, a mechanism, a human being through which it can expand. So it wants you to expand. If you're not growing, you are dying. It cannot expand through you. You are working at counter purposes to how the universe works and in counter purposes to how infinite intelligence, God, spirit, source, the universe works. Okay. Period. Full stop. Okay. So if you're not, if you're satisfied, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to stop here. This is good enough. I shouldn't try more because maybe I'll be disappointed. I shouldn't try more because what if, what will they think if I fail? Okay. I told people, not a lot of people, but I told people I'm going for a million and I failed. I didn't, you guys, I didn't make it. I know that sounds asinine. Okay. I get that. Okay. But, but it, you know, like people do this at all levels. Like what if you set the six figure goal and you didn't make it? Like people have that fear of judgment. What will other people think of me? If I do that marketing effort, if I do that Facebook live and no one shows up and blah, 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 blah. Right. We have this all the time, but desire is causative and it's saying go for more that's how you're going to grow. And that's how the universe expands. And that's how we make the world a better place for everyone. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. I love it. Like, and, and I'm making a meme today with your name on it that says, if you're not growing, you're dying because I am always saying that. And I'm so glad you said that right here, yeah. right now, because that is the truth. Everything is meant to grow, right? From Absolutely. people to, you know, income to self-esteem to business to all the things. So yeah. absolutely love that. Um, and yeah, and so back to that stuck thing, not really saying you're stuck, but a lot of people right now are feeling stuck. Yes. So yes. I just like to clarify, like, you know, stuck is stuck no matter where it is. Like if someone is hearing this today and feeling like, oh, they can't get past a certain thing. And that's what I want to jump into right now. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, how do you get beyond that staying playing at the same level? And, you know, talk, let's talk about some of those invisible limits, yeah. you know, that, yeah, that, that, people hit and then the difference between, and like, as you said, right. You know, you were like, wah, wah, wah. Right. But, but yeah. there's, but you can't settle. And you know, when you set a goal and you don't reach it, you're not a failure, right. That doesn't make you a failure that, that attempt failed, right. You didn't reach that goal. And that like, that's what I want the listeners to understand is like, because an attempt you made didn't work out doesn't mean you're a failure. Get back up, right? Go, totally. just keep going. Absolutely. And so I love that. So let's talk about a few of those things. Okay, let's do it. So here's the thing. I had a lot of invisible limits. Okay. I, and, and fundamentally what I had to do was I had to learn how to change my identity, change my self image and change my belief structure, because that is what determines your limits. You can't see those things. Can you see your identity? Can you see your self-image? Can you see your belief structure? They're, they are, they're invisible to the eye, yet they are limits. They put limits on, on what we are capable of achieving. So let me break this down. So you have, let's call it your self-image. Okay. Your self-image is your identity and, it, and, and, it, and part of that is your, your belief structure. So your self-image says, X. We'll just say, uh, I'm, I'm this. Okay. I'm worthy of this. That's a good one to say. I, this is my worthiness level. Okay. And that's, that was my self image, but that where I was going, the goal of where I was going was something that required me to have a different self image, a different idea of myself. And to go into a little bit of an esoteric teaching here, the, the, the universe works is the law of vibration says that everything in the universe is vibrating, nothing rests. It's all moving. We live in an ocean of motion. And when you are at a particular frequency, you will receive 
things at that frequency. They will match you. Okay. So my worthiness level was saying, you're going to be matched with these kind of clients who will pay these kinds of things. You will be matched with a certain level of uh, support staff and team that will have this level of competency because that's all I thought I was worth. Okay. Which, which defines how fast you can grow. Okay. But where I wanted to go was way up here. So I had to change my frequency. I had to change how I was um, thinking about myself. Okay. And there's a variety of different ways to do that. But if you don't change your frequency, you have something called a cybernetic mechanism. It's like a thermostat. You know how you set the thermostat for 70 degrees. And if it gets to 73, the AC will kick in and it'll bring you back down. And if it goes to 67, the heat will kick in and it'll raise it back up to 70. Well, this is what happens with your self-image. It says you're worthy of this. And then I would start making some big sales. Okay. My cash flow would increase. And that would be like going at 73. I wanted to be at 90, right? I wanted to be at a million bucks, but I got to, you know, 73. And then my cybernetic mechanism would kick in and it would bring me back down to my, like my status quo. Okay. So that is like this invisible limit and it's invisible because it comes up in uh, the stories that you believe that look reasonable. They're, they're completely reasonable, but they are alibis. They're excuses. And I know this is going to trigger some people. So just like trigger alert here. Okay. So like mine was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so tired. I just need to rest. I can't do any more. Okay. Now there's a shadow side to that, of course, like being a workaholic and all of that, but, but I would be working on, on things that weren't effective. Okay. So I would be working on things that weren't sales, weren't marketing, weren't the things that moved the needle in your business and thinking that I was really busy, like, oh, I'm so busy. Okay. But I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do. Okay. So that's, that's an invisible limit. That's like a, a story. Okay. And I had stories around how much I could charge. Okay. And like, because that was my self-worth. Okay. Like who am I, who am I to charge more? Who am I to raise my, my prices? Okay. Like, am I good enough? All of that is your self image. So you have to change how you see yourself. When you change how you see yourself, then you can raise your prices. It's not like it's nothing, but you can raise your prices fairly easily. And you don't, you don't stop. You don't get stopped at that limit. You just keep going. And it's not one and done. You have to keep, keep it up, but you keep changing how you see yourself so that you allow yourself to go to that next goal level and that next goal level and that next goal level. Does that make sense? It does. And I was just going to say to you, gosh, talk to the people out there that are afraid to raise their prices, right? <sighs> yes. Like, oh my gosh, it's when you raise your prices, you get a whole new workforce, right? You have a <laughs> whole new crowd that you get to work with because those are the people that pay those prices. Correct. Oh my gosh. Let's tell these women about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's secret, such, right? It, it's a secret. It's a secret, non-secret, but it's a secret. Right. And, and here's the thing. So many people will say, if I raise my prices, no one will buy my industry is at this level. And that's just not true. Okay. It really isn't very rarely. Have I ever seen that you, you can price yourself out. Now, if you have a product and you're competing against another product, that's at a lower price level or service that's at a lower price level in the same geographical area or whatever your, your pond is, you just have to, to like speak to higher person. Okay. Higher, not in a value judgment of good or bad. Okay. I want to be very clear about that. A person that's higher in terms of what they'll pay and their, their perspective on paying for services. Cause there are people like myself who understand now that my time is more valuable than my money because I know how to make money. So if you can save me time, I'm willing to pay for that. There are a lot of people who are like that in whatever industry you're in. And there are many people who will just buy the most expensive because they think that that's going to be the best service and the best that the best experience. And 
oftentimes it is because the person who is selling that service knows that they need to work at a higher level. I know that that was the case for me. You know, I raised my prices and I was like, who am I to do this? And I was like, well, let's become the person who does that. Right. And let's, let's be, let's work at a master level. And it called me to a much higher level. So that is really the issue, Cami. Are you willing to be called to a higher level? Because you must, like, if you're going to charge more, you, you, you have to give great value at that uh, price point, but it doesn't always mean working more hours or working harder or slaving more or, or like losing your freedom. And it actually generally means creating more freedom for yourself, but you have to learn. And this is something that I do with my business clients. You have to learn how to create more value with less time. Okay. And that requires being, being very, um, cognizant about that. Okay. Yeah. And that, you know, that's another uh, misconception in business. I believe in, in with a lot of people is that they think they have to work harder when they grow their business. They don't realize the hardest they're working is right now when they're at the bottom, when they're at the ground floor and they're trying to grow and that the faster they grow, the less they have to work in, in the grind, right? You still have to show up, not, not to say you can check out, but then you have resources where you can hire that bigger team and delegate mm -hmm. more things and you don't have to be the person that does everything. And so I think that's a lot of fear for people. And we really need to like wipe that away and say, Hey, the bigger you get, the easier it's going to get. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I, I heard my mentor say, and it blew my mind was it's easier to make a lot of money than a little money. And I was like, my brain did not grok that. Like my brain was like trying to wrap its head around that, but I couldn't figure it out. Like I was like, cause I was really like, even though I understood intellectually, you don't trade time for money. Okay. I understood that intellectually, I still didn't get it like that. It was easier to make a lot of money than a little money. It's easier for Oprah to make money than it is for you, Cami, to make money. Just period, full stop. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Easier for her than for me too. Okay. Like, yeah, you know, of she's on a totally different level. Okay. And, and, but she had to get there. And, and what I, what I, I do know is that for many women who are just starting their business or, or even, you know, have been at it three, five, seven years, but they're in some sort of grind with it. Okay. That they have not, they, they it, it's more challenging at that stage when they're not making a lot of money and they're hitting those invisible limits and those walls the, to see the forest for the trees. And it, it can last your entire work life if you don't switch it if you don't figure it out. And so a little call to action for people, like it's time to figure it out because it can be so much easier. It's not like the challenges of running a business or the challenges of life stop, but you can learn how to, to ride that wave a little easier. And it doesn't have to, um, doesn't have to hold you back. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's amazing. So, okay. So you broke this down into three, the three parts of the one is identity, two is self-image, three is belief. Can we give our listeners like top two things in each category that they can do like simple things that yeah. they can, they can stop listening right now, do these things. And yeah. Right. You know where yeah. I'm going with this. Right. And, and they, there is a, there's a difference, right? We want to make an impact here. Okay. So let's start so, with identity. Start with identity. Okay. I was going to start with um, beliefs. Oh, can, can I no, start with beliefs? It was just what dropped yes. in. Okay. Absolutely. So with, with the beliefs, one of the things that I like to do with people is have them write out their money stories. Okay. What did they hear growing up around about money? There's so many beliefs out there. Money is not the only belief, but like, this is a great place to start in terms of um, business and money and income generation, revenue and scaling and all of that. So what did you hear growing up about money and what did you maybe not hear, but was implied by your parents around spending money, having money, all that. Like, did you hear money doesn't buy on, grow on trees, that money doesn't buy happiness. Um, you know, only 
uh, crooks make money or you have to rip people off or um, you have to like work like, like a non-verbal example would be the parent always coming home from work exhausted. Okay. That it's the implication there is you have to work hard for money and that there's never enough, right? That there's, you're always going to run out of money. Okay. So you want to write down these stories and then you want to figure out, you know, what did you learn from that story to believe about money? Okay. And, and quite frankly, it's an easy and abundant universe. We make it hard based because of the meaning we ascribe to things. And you built that meaning when you were a child and you've been running the program since then based on these beliefs. So the first thing I would do on beliefs is just bring some awareness to, to the beliefs. Okay. Um, in terms of identity, um, I, I would really identity and self-image are, are, are pretty much synonymous. So I'm going to do them together that, you know, pick your income goal. Is it hundred K is it 200 K is it half a million? Is it a million? Is it 2 million? What is, what is your income goal? And then imagine that woman who is the woman who makes X. So the first time I ever did this cami was when I was first starting out and I was like, I want to make 5k a month. Like that was my goal. If I could just make 5k a month, I got this. Okay. And I started thinking, who is the woman who makes 5k a month? I didn't even have it as an annual goal. It was a monthly goal. I was like, who's the woman? And I wrote out a description of her. And then I started to imagine myself acting like that. And then ideas started to come in. Well, she would move like this. She would dress like this. She would act like this and so on and so forth. And I started to become that woman. So I was, I was reprogramming my, my identity, my self image. Okay. And and I've done this in a variety of different ways at higher and higher levels, and it just gets better and better. And then the, the other big thing, which is not like a tip that I can give here, but you need to work with someone who can help you identify your blind spots and how you're seeing yourself. Okay. And this is something that I do for my clients. It's like you, you're in the forest for the trees. You can't see it for yourself. You keep hitting those invisible limits. You have a blind spot by definition. It is you are blind to it. You cannot see it for yourself. And these are double binds and loyalty packs and all sorts of things that got programmed very early on for you in your, your conception of yourself. And we need to break that open because when you do that, like at a very core level, things open up rapidly. Okay. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I, listen, you just made a huge impact for Thank sure you. on our listeners. So, so amazing. So let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. I'm sure after this conversation, they are going to want more. So tell them where they can find you. I hope so. So the best place to find us is our website. And we have a resource page where we have all sorts of things, our, our link to our podcast, our morning mindset club, which is free, reprograms your beliefs, helps you show up for the day, um, free downloads, resources, all sorts of things you can find there, all free. So um, go there. That's theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. So theunstoppablewoman.com dot com slash free stuff there. I should be love really good it. at saying that, but I got a little <laughs> tongue tied there. I love the slash free stuff. Right. <laughs> that, that's an attention getter, right? Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. And you know, we promise our listeners on the She's Invincible podcast that we are going to bring fierce female entrepreneurs. We are going to just unfold literally. And I think we just did that. We have talked about all the things and uh, just I know that they are getting everything they need today from this conversation, but we also promise them that we are going to let them in behind the scenes because, and you know this, I'm sure you've been here uh, more than once, is that women are constantly comparing themselves, right, to other successful women, not in a good way where they could say, you know, what does this seven-figure woman do that I can do so I can be a seven-woman figure? They compare themselves in saying things like, well, she's smart 
smart and she's beautiful and she's this and she's that and I can't be those things. And so we love to share behind the scenes because the Amira that we're speaking with today is not the one that, you know, I love what you said about everybody that I knew that I liked lived in New York, right. you know, right? So, so like, you're not the same gal that you mm -hmm. were back then. And so, and they don't know that person. And so we love to give them hope and encourage them by letting them in on some of the, the things that you have enjoyed and also some of the obstacles that you've had to face along the way so that we can help them to overcome some of the things that they're facing. So I would love to start with the good. And of course, we're going to share the good, the bad and the ugly today. But let's start with the good. Do you have a story you could share uh, about some good part of your journey? Absolutely. So one thing that I, I did, I, I'm going to do two little nuggets. Yeah. One thing to, to, to riff off of the self-image thing, I started raising my self-worth, okay? Because if you saw me six years ago, I was not well coiffed. I wasn't dressing very well. I was like, I wasn't spending, I didn't think I was worth it, okay? I wasn't, I, I, the story was I didn't have the money for it, but the truth was I didn't think I was worth it, okay? And I backed that up by saying I didn't have the money and then I didn't make the money, right? Like there was this loop there, okay? So one of the things that I started to do was I started to break through that by spending some small amounts of money on myself. And when I say small amounts, they may be small to me and not to you or like ridiculously small to you, but it was huge to me back then kind of thing. So it's all relative, but like I started getting my nails done right? And not just the $10 manicure, but the, at the time gel was the thing, right? And getting the $45 gel manicure. And I remembered like pacing outside the, the uh, manicure salon, like, can I afford this? Can I do it? What would my husband think? Like, you know, like, like my husband would care. No, it was all in my head. Okay. Um, but I started to do this regularly and consistently and getting my hair done, um, going and shopping at nicer stores, buying nicer clothes, stopping, not looking at the price tag. Like then I started matching it with making money. So then I would go shopping and I wouldn't look at the price tags and I would just buy what I wanted. And like, it just got better and better and better. And so that was one way that I really changed my self-image and, you know, really progressed quite quickly. And then the other thing I would say is that I use this same methodology that I've just touched on to change really everything in my life. Like I went from being 30 pounds overweight to letting go of that weight. Um, then I ran a marathon, what ran walked truth in advertising, ran walked a, a, a marathon. Um, I left a very good relationship. This might scare some uh, women, but it was a very consensual, mutually agreed upon uh, divorce with my my ex, who's a great guy. Um, and I'm in a great relationship with someone like I've completely up leveled um, my relationship. I'm having the best sex of my life. I know a lot of um, people, women have like, I can't have it all. Like I can't run a business and have a great relationship. I don't think that's true. Um, so that's the good, right? It just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. so encouraging because you're right. That is what they think. They think it has to be either or. They don't realize that they can they can come together and stay that way once you figure out all the things, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that was great. Let's talk a little bit about the bad. Like, you know, do you have a, a bad story you can share? Sure. I have lots of them, can I? <laughs> 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 right. Let me pick totally. which one I'm going to share today. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah, for so, sure. Well, the more successful you are, right. The more you've had to overcome along the way like that. There's no math that will alleviate that. You just, yeah. this, is, this is what it's about. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing, I'm going to put it in the bad category, but probably very much like you, like, it's not bad to me anymore. In fact, I've learned the lesson from it and it, and it's now something that I, I really value. And I'm, I'm not at all upset that, that I had this experience at the time I was upset. upset. Okay. Like, I say that all the time yeah. it's because that's, you know, people are in situations right now thinking like, this is horrible. And you know, the message here is that we don't focus on the bad. The bad actually turns into the great, right? At some point, we're always grateful for those experiences. Yeah. So, yeah if, if, you, if you turn it around, yeah. if you learn the lesson, if you don't become a victim, 
victim of it. If you yeah. take personal responsibility, all of those pieces. So, yes. uh, so the bad story, if you will, is, uh, this was, this was, uh, four years into my business. Um, I was making decent money, but I wasn't like, you know, there were still bills to pay. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. We were in rapid growth. Um, and I hired a contractor, a marketing expert that came as a, a strong referral from someone I, I really greatly trusted. And um, it was actually someone on my mentor's team. And I was getting all the red flags talking to this guy. Like, I thought it was a no, but I didn't trust myself. I was like, I'm small potatoes. Let me just trust this person who has more experience than I do, who referred me. I'll say yes, even though all the red flags were going off. I mean, they, he was even saying things like when I was asking about certain aspects of the contract, you're the first person who's ever asked about the contract. That should have been like a run, don't walk thing. Like, like when someone signs a coaching contract with me, like we're having a conversation. I'm like, any questions you have, just let me know. I want to make sure this is super, super clear for you. I want people fully aware, completely comfortable, not um, being dismissed or denigrated. Anyways, hired this guy for $30,000. Not a, not an insignificant amount of money. And uh, that was a big ass mistake. Like did not, was not worth that money, did not um, excel at that level, was a total pain to work with, super defensive. I, I now have a kind of condescending um, name for these types of marketers. I call them bro marketers. Like, the, like don't mansplain me, okay? Like, like I've never done anything before. But the, so that was 30K out the door, okay? Like just did not work. I took personal responsibility. I did not uh, I, I recognized that I did not execute on the thing that he was putting together because it didn't feel right, but I have to take responsibility for not doing that aspect of it. And I have to take responsibility for not li listening to the signs, right? All the signs were coming, but here's the, the golden nugget for me, at least, is that that has saved me millions of dollars now. Okay. Because now I know what the signs are. Now I know someone who's mansplaining and bro marketing me. And like, I now know that I don't have to make myself small, right? Like this has this bad, right? This mistake has saved me so much, so much. And what it's done is it's allowed me to trust myself, no matter who the expert is that's in front of me. I now trust myself and that is priceless. Oh, I was just going to say that yeah. there is no price. Right. And the, yeah. like, if this had happened to you later, it would have been a bigger number, right? Like you were still, Huge. Yeah, yeah, it was still on a smaller level and that could have even cost more. That is amazing. And that yeah. is a great lesson. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. What did we say? Forget the experience and remember the lesson and you'll be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's time we're going ugly. Okay. Ugly. Let's, Come let's ugly do ugly. Me. Yeah. Let's do okay. it. So ugly is the fact that when I got a divorce, it was a consensual, amicable, like as good as divorces can go, right? But I still had stuff going on, right? I made a conscious decision, but I had some guilt. I had some post-divorce stuff going on. And um and part of it had to do with the marital settlement agreement. I was making more money than my then husband. So I had to pay him. Now, when I, when we were talking about the divorce, I was like, honey, yeah, anything. Sure. That makes total sense to me. Like I was really like completely hundred percent behind it. And I was really happy to sign that marital settlement agreement. Like I was not consciously, um, uh, resentful. Okay. But that next year I can directly relate my business growth and my health situation to the fact that I wasn't resolved about that. And that year, like part of it was I had to support him and I was paying a lot of money. So 
but I, I did not grow in the way that I wanted to grow. I mean, I grew some, but like this much and it was a slog and it was hard and it was exhausting. And, and I started having, you know, maybe it was, maybe it had nothing to do with the divorce. Maybe it had everything to do with perimenopause. Right. But I started having brain fog and exhaustion and I couldn't do my work in the way that I really wanted to do my work. And that felt like all the freedom I had worked so diligently to create for myself was going away, was just taken away from me because without your health, it, it's really hard, but guess what? That burning desire. Remember we started the conversation off with that. Like what makes me unstoppable? It's like, I have, I have goals. I have desires. I want what I want. And I wanted my freedom so badly that I wasn't going to give up. And I saved my business. It did not go under. Um, I kept going and I put on events. I put on masterminds. I did all sorts of things. And at the breaks I slept, right. You know, like, like, like the show most must go on. And I was not willing to, to just curl up and say, oh, I'm exhausted and I can't do this. And I also knew enough to know that my subconscious programming was using whatever I would agree with to get me to stop. And I was unwilling to stop. I did sleep a lot. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, but that was a tough year. That was a really tough year. I mean, I had a lot of fun that year too. And like for many, many moments of that year, I had a like I was totally lit up and it was completely delightful. And then there would be these moments where it's like, oh my God, I can't think, I can't be on this meeting. I can't make any decisions. I can't, like my brain was shut down. Um, and that was ugly. That was hard. That is hard. And you know, thank God for your commitment to do the inner work, right? Because you that forces you to, to do that. To, to do whatever you have to do to overcome that. So did you, do you remember then, um, like what, how did you do it? I mean, around here, we're like, do what you got to do and then take a nap, right? <laughs> like yeah. that's our, that's our theme. But, you know, do you remember, like, was there anything that stands out to you that you could say like, this really helped me? Well, I'm super proud of the fact that um, I had built great relationships with people in particular, one contractor, I built a great relationship with. And she asked me that year, do you want, I, I would like to become a full-time employee. Do you want to hire me? I was like, yes. Like, like a 30 second decision. Like I just wrote back, like she sent the email. I wrote back. Yes. Right. And it was done. And, and that helped a ton. She was my brain that year. Okay. Like, well, she still is my brain, but for different reasons now, but, um, she was my brain that year. Like, I, like I would show up and I would coach, I would use all my energy for client deliverables. And then I'd be like, okay, what are we doing? Can you remind me? Can you tell me what my next step is? And, and you know, the, the lie is that you can do it by yourself and you can't. Okay. Now you have to be personally responsible, right? But you can't do it by yourself. And I, so I had, I had help. Um, I did a ton of mindset work. And, and I just stayed persistent. Okay. You know, and Kimmy, I cried a lot. Okay. I got it out of my system. Like if, if you suppress it, it's going to fester. Okay. And it's going to, it's going to come out in mean and nasty ways. You're going to become a person you don't like. Um, and I'm unwilling to, to, to be that person. I'm unavailable for that. So I, I truly believe that you do have to express it. Now, I don't necessarily have to express it when I'm going through it to my clients or to the, to the world. Like they, they don't need that to, in their coaching. They might need it three years later as a story that helps them get through their thing. Okay. But I'm going to protect them and make sure that they're, they've got what they need. Cause, cause that's what matters, right? They're, they're, they're who, who I do this work for. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the courage to share your story. It's never easy to share that journey, but thank you so much for doing that. And it's been so impactful. And 
Oh my gosh, you guys, here she is, Amira Alvarez, the unstoppable woman. And I think she's proven that to all of us today. And I don't know where you are in your life or your business right now, but if you're face down on the ground, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.